El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I write a weekly column for Cracks called The People vs. Adam Todd Brown, and I use that column to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then, I come on this show to defend those opinions. Joining me today, he's the front man of the fantastic rock band Countless Thousands. He's also a prince of a man who books me on his shows all the time. He released a new EP recently called You're Goddamn Right. You should check that out when you can. Ladies and gentlemen, Danger Van Gorder. Also joining me, he runs the personal experience section at Cracked, and he's got a new book out now about the history of Vice, and I do not mean the website. We smoked ancient tobacco together on video a few weeks ago, and now we're recording a podcast. Ah, the circle of life. Ladies and gentlemen, Robert Evans. It's going to be a great show. Are we recording? Yeah, we are. The clock is rolling. All right. So So smooth. So of course we're recording. Yeah. Who's here today? Hey, you tell us, man. Robert Evans is here, but he's on the phone. Where are you at right now? Robert Robert? Evans is here, and he is on the phone. Are you in, like, uh, Cobble right now or something? A hobble is exactly how you should describe it. I said cobble, god damn it. It's <laughs> this in is all, this Afghanistan, is starting so I think. swimmingly. No, where are you? You said you're at home, right? Yeah, you sound like you're you're far away, Adam. <laughs> I sound like I'm far away? <laughs> like a great distance. He's directly on the microphone. Yeah, I have the microphone in my throat, basically. This is much better now, so keep it, keep it, keep deep-throating it. He, he changed nothing in that moment. I changed some things. Oh, okay. You don't tell me what. Let's just do, keep talking about audio fidelity for the next yeah. forty-five minutes. This is how the sausage we'll is content. made, people. Man, like I know, yeah, people things you know, go wrong. In a way, audio fidelity is like terrorism because whenever I hear someone talk about speakers in technical terms, I wish that I was getting attacked by a terrorist instead. Yeah, well, it would be more. It's a pretty strong more, wish. More enjoyable, at least. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, we are talking about terrorism. But first, I should say, Danger Van Gorder's here, too. Hi, guys. You have a new album. It's is it coming out? out? Or is it coming out? It's coming out. I have a whole stack of them on my desk because I'm a bad friend and I haven't <laughs> handed them out. Thanks for uh, thanks for at least not throwing them in the garbage. No, I'll give them away someday. Yeah, at worry. some point, I'm sure. We'll give them to, maybe we'll give them to the listeners. How have I not been cut off yet? Well, ma- what? How have you not what? been what? what? How have Hit I not my- been cut Cut off yet? <laughs> yes! Brett is shitting the bed so badly, he is allowing me to continue speaking. Oh, here we go. And oh. it's, even in the middle of this song. Shut up. Mute. What? I mean, we can't do it now. I can't. What am I supposed to do? What? I don't know, man. <laughs> Can you Brett, turn my mic back on? Change. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, we call this segment <laughs> This Week and Me. <laughs> do we? Yeah. That was okay. just a fountain of nonsense. <laughs> that yeah. was all so bad. Long-time listeners, I'm sure, will be delighted yeah, by everything you, that's happened so far. If you listen to the so podcast, far. you know exactly what just happened. If you're, a, I've never if you're seen... an infrequent guest who's just joining on the phone, you're confused right now. Yeah, or an infrequent listener. If this is your first episode, we're My usually... My apologies, everyone. I'm sorry. There. I have a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> yeah, this is like a, like a, a TV show, kind of. You can't just jump in in the middle. Right. You know, you start at the beginning. Yeah. 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 Go back and Good. listen to them all. All right. 
So hey, my column this week. Yeah, we haven't done one of these in a while. It feels like. Oh, was I on the? Was I the last? Like the last day you recorded like four or five, and it's been like the last yeah. month. Yeah. Okay. Who knows? We're all out of sorts. Well, I'm not. I'm still great. Yeah. I fucked up the intro a little bit. That's okay. Yeah. I, that's okay. I, I got certainly made late. some mistakes today too. Did you? I don't yeah. know if anybody noticed. Uh, let's keep talking. Robert okay. Evans, what have you done wrong today? Uh, what have I done wrong today? Well, I yeah. got up at eleven because I left my phone in a puddle of beer. A puddle? Is it? And it's yeah. still working. Do you have a Samsung Galaxy yeah, S7 it's, Edge it's, it's, like me and Little Wayne? I don't have that phone, but the phone seems to be working. For now, it's far away from where I fell asleep. It, it's working now. Describe your evening, <laughs> if you would. I'd love yeah. to know more but about any, what any the genesis of the puddle. Yeah, because of the beer. How did this puddle come to be? I mean, a, a beer got spilled. How else did puddles of beer come to be? Yeah. That's... Then did you choose, you know what? I'm going to leave my phone right there. Uh, Morpheus is calling me. Or was it just sort of the well, thing you just, you just kind of dropped out? That seems unlikely. Yeah. As I fell, I had to make a choice about like which of the things in my hands to save. <laughs> and I chose to save most of a beer rather than all of my phone. <laughs> and then when you woke up in the morning, did you then complete the beer? Did you finish that beer that you spared? I feel like from we're, a flory, flory we're grilling the, the, no, the, the, Evan's a little hard right now for having just woken he's, up. There's some story in there. I want to get to it. We have a podcast to do. Podcast is all about stories. Evan. Oh, my column this week <laughs> is about insane stories from the golden age of terrorism. <laughs> so 2001? Yeah. No. See, here's the thing. The golden age of terrorism is an actual era in history. Because for all the worrying and complaining we do about terrorism now, terrorist attacks almost never happen in this country. Right. If ever. It's very, very rare. It used to happen all the fucking time in the 70s. There were bombs going off. There were planes getting hijacked weekly, if not daily, constantly in this country. It used to be... In this country? Yes. Like, America had... Last time I was in here, we touched real briefly on, like, what was the best decade for everything, and you mentioned really quickly terrorism as being a thing. And then in that same episode, you went so far as to say, like, yeah, storytelling is for chumps. I don't want to fucking tell stories. That's a bunch of bullshit. Like, going to see storytelling shows. So, when you sent this email saying, like, all right, I want to talk about terrorism, and here's the, all the stories that we're going to get into, I'm like, you know what? I'm not even going to read these. I want Adam to tell those stories. Nice cover for not doing any research. It was actually a deliberate choice. I know I'm a fuck up in general, but you fuck up every time you open your mouth. (laughs) You don't mean that. That's harsh. It is harsh. Evans, are you familiar with uh, the state of terrorism in the 60s and 70s in this country? And how... Oh, yeah, man. It was a a fucking glory days. You could do goddamn near anything as long as you went to Cuba. (laughs) Yeah. Like, no one killed... It was cool. Like, everyone... Like, no one killed anyone... Some, some people got killed. There were yeah, definitely there were people that died deaths. in the name of terrorism or, you know, but take freedom like the, fighting. Take the Weather Underground, for example. That's the uh, organization during the 2008 election. It came out that Obama might have had ties to Bill Ayers, who used to be the leader of the Weather Underground. Have you, you ever looked? Call lo- him the Fresh Prince of Bill Ayers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> there you go. Bread is back on track. Yeah. I love it. I think the podcast is done. We've, yeah. we've done everything we can do with this topic. Weather Underground. Uh, Brett, actually go to, instead of pulling that up, Google a list of weatherman actions, which okay. is a Wikipedia page that lists everything the Weather Underground did. They were active from 69 to basically like the end of the 70s. 
And I put a screenshot from this list in my column, and it's just 1970, and there are like 35 things listed Holy that they Toledo. did all in that fucking year. There's we bombings. Put a browser up on a 46 inch television, and I can't see all of the the yeah. entries on this list. And that's where we're holy crap and this is like these are these are legit like bombs like uh, i'm reading july 28th bank of america headquarters in new york city is bombed around 3 50 a.m so at least they're timing these some of these things to maybe not kill people but that was their thing is that the thing they would bomb places after hours so it's like a fight club tyler durden kind of thing if we're just trying to make a point we're not trying to hurt people yeah it was like they're just trying to make a point here we go october 11th courthouse in long island city is bombed an estimated 10 sticks of dynamite are used a warning was given 10 minutes prior to the 1 23 a.m blast how about wow how about their uh, wily coyote shit? How about <laughs> September fifteenth? The Weather Underground organization helps Doctor Timothy Leary escape from the California Men's Colony Prison. That is a lofty goal. They managed that. Yeah, and this was yeah, all. Yeah, they got him out. All yeah. right, I guess neat. So, what was their end game? What, what were they trying to? What were they trying to do? What machine did they rage against, so to speak? Weather machine. Well, Timothy Leary wanted to be president. I think they were hoping that was going to happen. Huh. They had uh, to know. They had to know that was never going to happen. They would have had to. I don't know, man. The Beatles wrote "Come Together" about him. At least that's what Leary always claimed. That, it was, <laughs> that was just, like "Come Together" was supposed to be Timothy Leary's like uh, election song. <laughs> Anybody that wants to be president is going to claim some wacky shit about the biggest pop songs of those years. That's not true. Yeah, but he was buddies with some of the Beatles. Was he? Okay. Yeah, Timothy Leary, of yeah, course, because he had a little more acid. He did have yeah. all the acid. Yes, yeah. he's he's Bicycle Day guy, right? Is that him? He's what? The guy that invented LSD and then he took a bicycle around, or is that somebody else? I don't. Yeah, think... that was Albert Hoffman. Okay, not that guy. All right, great. Well, I'm really learning a lot today, you guys. Yeah, yeah. I'm learning that when you Google weather underground, the first hit is weather ungra- underground colon weather forecast and report. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's a yeah. why that's would the, you... the service that I always used whenever I wanted to to learn about the thunderstorms happening near me at that at any given time. I would go to weather underground. That's like having an eye surgery center called ISIS. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we do lacing is- here. It's called ISIS. <laughs> well, I mean, That's what's, like, by, the, by the 80s, all of this terrorism had gotten to be almost whimsical, which I think is uh, why there's Libyan terrorists in uh, Back to the Future. And it's just like played as a total gag. Like, ah, he was trying to give them a, they're they trying to get a nuclear bomb to blow somebody up. Probably Israel. Look at those, look at those kooky terrorists. Yeah, it was just happening so often at that point, you could laugh at it. Right. We are oddly fine with the totally unresolved disappearance of the Libyans at the end of that movie. They crashed into a one-hour photo. We know what happened to them. They all died. (laughs) They died at that one-hour photo. Rest in peace, Libyan terrorists. Yeah, you're right. Like, still by the mid-'80s. Terrorism probably by the mid-'80s seemed like a thing, like a problem we had licked. It was over. Like, we fixed hijacking. Because that's one of the stories we'll talk about insanely enough is the first hijacking that finally prompted us to start searching people before they get on a plane. Mm -hmm. And there were hundreds of hijackings before that. And there was finally one where we were like, Oh, we should start checking people for stuff. And they didn't have any sky marshals back then. No. No. And the only way to, only way to stop a hijacking is, you know, is the good, the good hijacker be a good guy who also hijacks planes. Oh, yeah, good guy with a... I'm going to hijack this plane from, from the other hijackers? Or the military could shoot you down, like uh, Flight 93. And everybody dies? 
No, I'm I'm joking. They crashed. They broke into the cockpit and crashed it. Or, or did they? Yeah. Exactly. Okay. They probably. What did. do you think, Evans? What do you think? Did we shoot down one of the 911 planes on 911? I feel like the one that I think to... every plane that's ever crashed has been shot down by the military. <laughs> How many planes crash on their own? Sully. That's not the way physics works. That's going to be the twist ending of Sully. <laughs> Yeah, he, he was dodging a missile <laughs> fired by the U.S. military. That's a movie I would check out. So, yeah, the Weather Underground. And the Weather Underground, uh, they're actually an entry in my column. I forgot to send it when I sent the notes. But one of their more notorious actions, they almost accidentally killed Dustin Hoffman. Did he have it coming? We would have never Always. had Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium. <laughs> mm. I used Marathon Man as an example in my column, but I suppose that's a <laughs> Dustin Hoffman movie, too. Uh-huh. The Dustin Hoffman. Was this after The Graduate? Uh, yeah, it was 71. What happened, they were, uh, two of the Weather Underground people were in a basement of a townhouse in Greenwich Village in New York, constructing bombs, or building Like, bombs, like you do. As one does. Like uh-huh. you do. Yeah. And the problem, as it turns out, is they knew nothing about explosives. So they act. That's a sort of learning on the job kind of thing, though. There's a bit of a margin of error, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. To you shit blowing yeah, up. You don't have to be precise when you're building a bomb. Sure. And uh, sure enough, at one point, they crossed the wrong wires and their bomb went off. And it, it, what has to be the worst fucking timing of all time, there was a third member who was just getting home and walking in the door at the moment that bomb went off and the townhouse collapsed on top of them. Huh. So three people died, but the crazy thing is Dustin Hoffman was their neighbor. So if you watch any (laughs) of these, uh, there's a bunch of documentaries about the weather underground. If you watch any of them, they'll eventually get to this 1971 Greenwich Village bombing, and you will see Dustin Hoffman out in the street helping people. There's a picture in my column of him running down the street carrying a painting from his house (laughs) that he didn't want to get destroyed in the fire. Really Yeah, you get priorities, moments of crisis. All right, and they're all over the place too. I'm seeing shit in uh, I'm seeing shit in Sacramento, San Francisco, New York, New York again. That is all over the place. Yeah, yeah that's Northern I mean, it's California, both, New York, it's both coasts, Chelsea, yeah. Upper West Side, Astoria, <laughs> all over the place. Yeah. I'm just saying they had some spread, man. They did. Yeah. What do you think we did to finally stop these people? Because uh, right around 1980, they're just done. Right around 1980, uh, when Reagan was elected, at which point it became clear that the left wing of the United States was just going to quietly go fuck itself. Yeah, yeah, maybe. that might have been it. Fucking Reagan. Everything, every problem in this country. Let's say, as, as let's make it a motto. Unpopular opinion says it's all because of Reagan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah totally. I'll co-sign that all fucking day. And Reagan's attitude towards terrorism was pretty much just like back off when you find terrorists. Like, there's a bombing of uh, 300 Marines were killed in Libya in a terrorist bombing. We just left. We were like, well, okay, I guess we're not wanted in Libya anymore. <laughs> Thanks for the warning, guys. When was that? Shit, that was at some was, point in Reagan's Yeah, term. it was under Reagan. Someone, you've okay. got a computer, right? <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah. I'm the only one in this room that does not. Yeah, but the thing about it is, like, we left after that. Like, there was no, like, grand, like, oh, we're going to put a boot up their ass because it's the American way. We were just like, well, I guess it's time for us to be not in Libya anymore. Huh. So it worked. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it it absolutely worked. That's what the lesson Reagan sent the terrorists. That's the thing about the Weather Underground in general. Even though they're not killing people, can you imagine if there was a terror group in the United States right now 
taking credit for like 15 terror attacks a month. We would probably be under martial law right. until they fucking The Black Lives that. Matter movement hasn't hurt white person number one. And yet yeah. you, you just constantly see like... They're a hate group. Yep. They're yeah. racist. Yeah. And it's the same with uh, what Evans brought up about the Libya bombing. If that happened now, we would be bombing Libya probably. Right. There There's, would be no more Libya. No. Or we'd stop halfway and f- completely fuck up the reconstruction, i.e. with Iraq, and then now we get a new ISIS, the, or ISIL, it'll be ISIM, oh wait, no, it is ISIS, whatever. Depends that, on what country they're in. Right. Either way, that whole thing, it's a bad situation. Or if it's a I well, yeah. LASIK place. <laughs> well, let's get back to ice look at, like, place. The, the, the 70s, 80s example of a bunch of terrorists trying to create a state, the IRA and Sinn Féin. Like the Irish revolutionary terrorist groups, like Americans were pretty much fine with it. We sent them a shitload of money. Yeah. I mean, that was the, one of the biggest first problems the British had to deal with. Like, we can't stop Americans from trying to send guns and money to the terrorists who are, put, who are bombing our city. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Because like, yeah. we like the Irish and they're Catholics. So it was like, well, these guys are clearly fine. And I there's guess. a lot of Irish in America. Oh my, yeah, that yeah. that never occurred to me. Well, that's a thing. I did include this on the the notes for today. Operation Condor. That was a thing the U.S. government was. Uh, yeah, there it is. That's a thing the U.S. government was directly involved in, and it was basically us supplying aid and training to governments in Central and South America. So they could squash any uprisings. And uh-huh. it was meant to like keep communism at bay, but we were basically just sponsoring terrorist acts against South Americans. Like 60,000 people died oh my God. over the course oh, of yeah. Operation Con. Because it went from like the 70s until the 80s. This is one thing Reagan did really ramp up when he got back in office or when he got local counterterrorism is he started funneling way more money to operation condor supported by henry kissinger oh all right that makes sense yeah because reagan wasn't about terrorists he was about communists he didn't shit about terrorists terrorists the the terrorists of today were our friends back then right yes we gave them guns and then they kept those guns and then they uh of like Afghanistan in the 60s and 70s like there's all these women who are walking around unveiled and whatnot and like women in college and everything it's because the Afghan government supported by the Russians was like an egalitarian communist society not that it was like perfect yeah wasn't Iran like a lot more open-minded at that point before uh before the before the Shah came in and knocked that place over yeah yep wasn't America like um who was their right-wing dictator, puppet, friend of, uh, that then ca- he came yep. back to America and lived there to get, like, treatment, and they want, Iran wanted him back after, uh, the, the Iranian revolution, and, uh, then you got to, then you get Argo, then you got the classic movie Argo. Yeah, right? we've gotten some Directed solid, by Batman. solid, solid movies out of terrorism. Right. <laughs> None of them 9-11 related. N- yeah, I 9/11 makes this. terrible movies. Man. Right, it's just sad. No, no, there's there. no 9/11 movie that even compares to Patriot Game. Like <laughs> terrorism themed movies. Absolutely, but that's Ben Affleck again, isn't it? Yeah, no, no, no. Patriot what? Games is Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford, okay. It's the one with Harrison Ford, he, someone tries to kill the King of England or something like that. Uh-huh. They go after his kids. Uh, all right, so sixty thousand people died because they uh, were on the wrong side of the uh, right left. Binary yeah. uh, in the 70s, yeah. thanks to uh, weapons supplied via Henry Kissinger. Yeah, that was Operation Augusto Pinochet. Oh, awesome. Yeah, Pinochet, the, the guy who knocked over Chile in 73. 
Yeah, we funded a lot of Pinochet's <sighs> worst shit. Right. Evans, were you going to say something? But he only executed a couple of thousand people. That's not, that, is that even a war crime? Still a comma. Probably not. Still yeah. a comma in those numbers. So let's talk about uh, some of the, the wilder terrorism stories. That, like the more fun stuff, like the terrorists wearing like scarves and glasses and saying, yeah, right, that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, kind of, all right, cool. Yeah, I mean, the terrorists back then, they were just like a bunch of jet set and Venezuelans who <laughs> smoke cigarettes and dress like the Beatles. They have like snappy names like Carlos the Jackal. Yeah, yeah. It was all great. right. Yeah, let's, let's get into it. Your mom probably wanted to have sex with a terrorist in the 70s. Okay. Everyone. Everyone's mom, not just yeah, your, not, not just, just your mom, mom danger. Okay. All right, I mean especially your mom, but not just she. She is Latin. <laughs> so Southern Airways Airways bleh, <laughs> Southern Airways Flight Forty Nine. Let's talk about that. This was a flight that was. Uh, this happened on November tenth, nineteen seventy two. It took off from Birmingham, Alabama, and I believe it was scheduled to just go somewhere else. <laughs> In Al- it was, yeah, it was supposed to go to Montgomery, Alabama, and this guy hijacks it and makes them take off and land in Cleveland, Ohio, Detroit, Michigan, Lexington, Kentucky, Toronto, Canada. I think he eventually made his way to Cuba, but this plane was in the air for 30 fucking hours. Good God. He took them 4,000 miles before they finally ended this hijacking. But that's how it was back then. We were just like, okay, it's going to work itself out eventually, I mean, right? I got to say, like, taking a plane from Alabama to Alabama, like, <laughs> the, the people who got the flight legitimately are the real terrorists. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great point. There were 34 people on board, including 31 passengers, going uh, to somewhere else in Alabama. It's not a big plane. No, no. It's not a huge plane. Okay. And what's interesting is this is the hijacking that finally compelled us to start checking people. What was different about it? He threatened to fly the plane into a nuclear reactor. Uh, all right, that'd do it. That'd do it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. But what if he had, and we were just like, shit, we should have been checking people. Yeah. Damn it. Now our country doesn't exist anymore. I mean, wouldn't that a, was the reactor he was going to fly into in Florida? Because that might have worked out, you know, kind of well. <laughs> yeah, just drop that place into the ocean. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's so insane. And that and this was like I said 72. And if you look into hijackings in the United States, they just happened all the time starting in the late 60s after the And people were just fine with it because they they wanted to I mean, the real trade-off here is those people who were okay with all the terrorism whatever probably got to their shit like on time and they didn't have to wait two hours they didn't have to show up you could like get there as the plane was taking off and be like hey no wait hang on one more cool all right no problem and they just sort of shooed you in and uh maybe it was worth it maybe all that extra time people living their lives there was one terror attack i don't remember all the details but the hijackers basically just took this plane and they got all the people off and then just blew the plane up in the middle of an empty field. Huh. And I don't know about you, but that's like well, my... That's nice. Yeah, that's my dream layover. <laughs> like, if I was yeah. stuck... They bring you that blanket, they bring you the, the, yeah. the, the cups, you get to sit there with all the, uh, all the ambulances. If I was and... stuck in some shithole airport for an hour, and they were like, but we're going to blow up a plane outside the window. <laughs> like, all right. Yeah. And we're going to count it down, hopefully. Yeah. Ready? Add, Everybody get your sunglasses on. Add an hour to my trip. What the hell? I want to see that. Okay. Probably cost the airline a, a, a pretty penny. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Did they let them get the bags? Did they let them get their luggage off oh, the plane? Oh, that's a good question. That is, if yeah. they didn't, those motherfuckers. That's like, yeah, that would be like, dude, come on. I had a book in there, man. <laughs> you know? 
I was reading the Da Vinci Code. What did you have in there? It was 1972. You had books. I was reading Day of the Clothes and maybe a, a carton of cigarettes for wherever you're going. Absolutely, you had a carton no. of cigarettes. No electronics. 70s. It's all right. Yeah, that's true. You just had clothes. What about important documents? People carry documents. Oh, they backed them up to the cloud. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. That's true. All right. So if you're ever if you're ever going to steal a plane for nefarious political ends, you're then just going to land it, get everybody out, blow it up, and go like, see, we made our point. Right. That, all right, cool. That's a gentler terrorism. Yeah. What's funny about this, all of these planes that got hijacked, most of the time the intention was to get to Cuba. And most of the time, Cuba would be like, all right, you made it. Good job. You're, you're <laughs> here now. You live here. The people who hijacked Southern Airways Flight 49 landed in Cuba and for some reason, Castro was just like, nah. <laughs> just to keep him guessing? Just to be like, hey, all right, Americans. Uh, every, once in a, every tenth plane that lands here are going to be like, no, get, get, get out or, or we'll kill you. Just because. Yeah. That's yeah. a baller move. Yeah, the, just be like, I don't feel like letting you stay here. Yeah, Cuba actually is, they're the ones who took the hijackers into custody. Huh. Imagine that. That would be so disappointing what, as yeah. a hijacker. Now I, I feel bad for the hijackers, kind of. They still took 30 hours from people's lives. I like those, those other... Uh, no, they, gave, gently... they gave all of those people an amazing story. Yeah, yeah. Like none of the people on that... Alabama people on that plane ever stopped telling that story. What did they use to hijack? Did they just come with the, oh yeah, three hijackers of British handguns and grenades? Oh my God. Yeah, I suppose... Demanding a ransom of $10 million. You really could walk onto a plane with anything. Yeah, yeah. They just like had them... Hidden in their front pocket, probably. Right. Now, this is paperweight. Beat security back then. That's uh. fantastic. Which one should we talk about next? Oh, let's talk about uh, Eastern Airlines Shuttle Flight 1320. Shuttle Flight sounds like a small one. Yeah. Okay. Well, now, this, I should give you uh, some heads up. There is a death in this. No. But what I love about this story, what makes it so interesting, is if this was the end to a movie, uh, you would be like, that's fucking stupid. That wouldn't happen in real life. But this is uh, how this terrorist attack started and ended. A guy Ter- named John DeVivo boards this plane. He uh, immediately shoots the pilot in the arm, but the pilot doesn't die, and the pilot's still flying the plane. So it's fine. DeVivo has control of the plane, basically. And just out of nowhere, he shoots the co-pilot, just <laughs> for apparently no reason. Okay. So uh, if you were watching this as a movie, you go, okay, well, he just killed the co-pilot. That's a bummer. Nope. The co-pilot, a short time later, just woke the fuck back up briefly, long enough to take the gun from the hijacker, shoot him, (laughs) and then he died. Wow. One one last (laughs) fuck you. That's rad. It gets better, though, because after he shoots the hijacker, the hijacker, we're now assuming, is dead. He's slumped between the seats. As they're about to land, he wakes up and starts clawing at the pilot. The pilot pistol whips him. <laughs> and that's how it ends. Like, that is the most cliched action movie ending ever. Yes. Yeah, sl- I see slow motion of the, the hijacker being like, no, I'm get you. <laughs> and like, he, like when he shoots the co-pilot, if it was a movie, you'd be like, I bet that co-pilot's not dead. They do that all the time. He's going to come back. Uh-huh. Like, at least check if he's dead. That's, that's something. And then dude hangs himself awaiting trial. Yeah. That part Fucking was pussy. Bullshit. They let you go into jail with anything, too, in the 70s. Uh-huh. Your belt, your shoestrings. <laughs> your noose. Your noose. <laughs> 
I need that for it's religious reasons. Time. So yeah, that, there's not a lot to that story. Did that, that did that guy have a political point or or, or what? Does, do we know about his motivations? He was trying to get handguns banned. It was a, <laughs> ah. it was a false flag. Well, oh, it's a good thing that no one's ever been shot since then. It's a gun control thing. Adam, I think this episode is another another one that adds to your your theme throughout these of when people say, "Oh, we want things how they were. We like the old America, how yeah, things were." Yeah. How things used to Seems be was pretty shit. Sh- like I'm, I'm fine with going in the little thing, raising my arms, and getting sprayed with radiation for a second. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. If I don't have to do this, if yeah, I don't have to, you know. Because even then, when people are like, "Oh, I wish we could go back," sometimes people are like, "But you know, just to like the '70s or something." Well, no, not the '70s either. It was terrorism city right. everywhere. Maybe people were just like, "I want to roll those dice, and maybe I'll be the one to be the hero and fucking decks of." terrorist carlos the jackal figure and be rad and then i get to go on i don't know who was the the late night guy at the time in the 70s and then everybody applauds johnny carson thank you johnny carson i get to go on johnny carson and everybody applauds yeah i don't remember dick cavett dick cavett they make fun of him and bojack horseman i don't remember uh how many terrorists johnny carson had on his guests no like terror <laughs> ter- uh, no, probably like, some i'm saying yeah, okay yeah. People who would become terrorists. Coming on next, we have Osama bin Laden. <laughs> hey <laughs> <laughs> That probably happened. Yeah, I'd watch that shit. So this, I mean, this is less terrorism as, as much as it is just like sky crime, you know? Yeah, this was just an angry dude, kind of. All right. I mean, his name was John, De- I and mean, he was an Italian guy. Probably. Oh, yes. John Their De passions Viva. bubble so I closely mean, it's to probably the just like some sort of uh, dog day afternoon situation. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Attica. Yeah. Attica. What a great movie that was. Great that was movie. really good. Yeah. It was really good. Let's talk about, I, I think this might be the, the most exciting terrorism story of them all. TWA Flight 541. Here's some background. In uh, January 1972, a guy named Garrett Trapnell, which, how about that name? Yeah. Garrett Brock Trapnell. Yeah. He hijacked a TWA plane. He demanded money. He wanted Angela Davis, who was a political activist, released, and he wanted a conversation with Richard Nixon. Okay. What Lofty. He, what he got instead was a shot when an FBI agent pretending to be a negotiator came on the plane. Oh, And oh, was Jesus. apparently like, hey, let's talk about this. Boom. Now you're shot in the knee. Huh. But this gets so, 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 much, so much better. Uh, so he goes to jail, right? That's the end of the story. No. Six fucking years later, not even like the next day, six years later, a friend of his named Barbara Ann Oswald, who is a U.S. US Army staff sergeant, hijacks a charter helicopter and forces them to land on the lawn of the prison where Trapnell is being held. Her plan is that they're going to let Trapnell out of prison and that will end the hijacking. The problem is the... Pilot of that helicopter was also a Vietnam vet who knew a thing or two about defusing tense situations. So as soon as they landed, he just wrestled the gun away from her and fucking shot her. Jeez. Oh, End uh, of story, right? Yeah. Is it no! the Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, in December, later that year, in December, Barbara Oswalt's fucking 17-year-old daughter hijacks TWA Flight 541 and demands that Trapnell be released. Oh, okay. 
That, this is a different plane the, than the first plane that got hijacked? Yeah, that was all a different yeah, plane. These are three different Intro. planes. Good God. Okay. Two planes and a helicopter. Yeah, two planes and a helicopter. The last hijacking is a 17-year-old. And because 17-year-olds are stupid, uh, they were able to just talk her out of it. And uh, <laughs> when she uh, took control of the plane, she threatened to di- uh, detonate the dynamite she had strapped to her chest. And after they took her into custody, they, they realized the dynamite was railroad flares attached to a doorbell. So the end of Tommy Boy. <laughs> kind of, yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. And she was only charged as a, as a minor. Yeah, that would that never is lenient. happen today. Holy shit. All right. Yeah. And uh, if you read any of the coverage of it, every single article about it mentions that she was beautiful. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Just news reporters in the 1970s just couldn't stop writing about how hot the 17-year-old <laughs> who hijacked the plane was. <laughs> they thought that was really important. Well, this is like the era when people would show up to watch women walk to work, right? Back in the seven, back in the seventies, there was like some buxom woman, uh, like walking out of the subway, and a crowd of thousands. Like this is a real thing. A crowd of thousands showed up to watch this woman just be female. With, Who are we talking? Who is this woman? A real We're talking thing? about the thousands era. of people showed up to a subway station to watch a woman walk what? out of the subway station and go to work. Also, this, this happens in New York every day. People get hollered at by yeah. th- by, a, by like thousands of people to look at one gal. I'm just saying, like if you if you <laughs> were you, a female, can you at least give this, us a name? I can't. Oh, I'm sorry. You yeah, that doesn't so sound sorry. like it could possibly be. A this thing. is yeah. like look it up in the NBA lottery a couple years ago. The owner of the Timberwolves, I think it was, instead of showing up to the lottery to take the ping pong ball out of the thing, he sent his extremely hot daughter to do it, and that was the talk of the NBA draft. <laughs> that year. It, was, it was pretty good. I, I like suppose this. We're, I mean, we're still doing it with what was that? That that dude from Togo holding the uh, torch at the Olympic opening ceremony. That amazing oiled man. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Is yeah, it yeah. Togo or Tonga? Tonga. 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 Togo is yeah. a sandwich chain. Yeah, Togo. Very very close to my. Apartment, I think Togo but I've never is been. probably good. also a good, genuine good place. Mayonnaise, if you like mayonnaise. Geography. Mm. I'm on the fence about mayonnaise. I like mayonnaise. You talking? I want some. You know what? I could go for some sriracha mayonnaise on a sandwich. That's pretty good. This podcast is a nightmare today. I love. <laughs> I love this podcast. This is this is one of my favorites. Yeah, this is all right. So, action, Jackson. Three generations of shittiness, all within uh, all within what a few years of one another. Yeah, well, the six years or so. Yeah, yeah, the first incident happened, and then these two happened six years later. Those cool happened. Legacy hijackings. That's fun. This is like an Aaron Sorkin script. Where the first third of the movie is the first hijacking, the second third yeah. of the movie is the helicopter one, and then the final third, and they're all just thematically linked. Yeah, and yeah, I mean linked, you know, by DNA and stuff. No, I think this should be like a triple feature, and we have uh, like Robert Rodriguez direct the first one, sure. Tarantino does the second. Yep, and then the third, Eli Roth. I don't know. Yeah, Eli Roth. There you go, Catherine Bigelow. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Catherine, yeah. The one where no one dies, we give that to Eli Roth. Catherine Heigl should be in it. As the beautiful, beautiful. but serious girl, never showing <laughs> alarm at her actions. Yes, and she should play a 17-year-old. Yeah. You know, she just, she, all she does is care about work, but she doesn't have, fi- have time to find a man. It's a bit Exactly. 27 dresses. 27 dresses. Finding a man by terrorism. I'm not going to lie, I watched 27 dresses. What'd you think? Uh, it was dumb. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Did she pick a dress? I don't know the synopsis. 
No. Okay. No. Does not pick a dress. That's no. fine. Never. That's in the sequel, but they never made the sequel because there uh, were all these. Pity. Yeah, it's a long. Can't it went in turnaround. Okay. Just go Google 27 dresses when you have Wouldn't a it be 28, 28 dresses later? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, what I mean, I, I did see on the last one there of the list that you sent over was uh, was Munich. Yeah, Operation man. Wrath of God. Let's talk Which, about this before we get into how comments. How rad is that name? Then everything about Operation Wrath of God is pretty insane. Has everyone seen the the film Munich? Hell yes. Evans, have you seen Munich? No, but I met a guy from Munich once. That is not the same thing. It's not, it's not the same. It's pretty much the same. <laughs> It's it's a very good film. It is very long, though, so strap in. Yeah, well, what happened is at the 72 Olympics, terrorists basically took the Israeli Olympic team hostage and killed them. Different kind of terrorists than the terrorists we've been talking about where nobody yeah. dies. Yeah, these this were, is, this these is were legit, the, like, we're going we're gonna to kill you these to make were our point. truly the bad guys. Okay. Beautiful 17-year-olds. <laughs> I'm sure there was a hot chick in the mix. Like, they're Middle Eastern? Yeah, of course. Sure. So, in, <laughs> anyway... Everyone knows that. Like, the, the terrorists took over the 72 Olympics. They killed the Israeli hostages. What uh, Munich is about is the response to that terrorist attack from Israel. What Israel did, basically, was send out a dude to find all 12. I think there were 12 or 13 uh-huh. terrorists involved. Or no, I think that's how many people died. I think there's more than that involved. He basically went out and hunted them down one by one and murdered them. And what's amazing about this to me is in the film Munich, Eric Bana is the lead, and they make it seem like him and his team had some real doubts about whether, like, whether this was just revenge and, like, you know, like now they're just the murderers. And that's the part Israel was mad about. They were like, no, nobody had any doubts. Everyone wanted to do this. And I believe them. Because another thing that gets left out of the movie, uh-huh. before every one of these murders, the Israeli government would send the family of that terrorist flowers and a condolence card that said, a reminder, we never forget, we never forgive. Before? <laughs> Hours before. Holy shit. The day of. <laughs> the day The day of. of. So they get the news... That, uh, you know, their their brother or whatever is has been shot in the streets in a seemingly random... No, they get a condolence card for something that hasn't happened yet. Oh, They're like, what is this? And then a few hours later, their terrorist, Ken, is murdered by Israel. And that's... that. All right. Oh, man. That is some messed up God, shit. Imagine just, like, you move into a place and the guy who was there before you's mail is still coming. <laughs> and you get one of these. <laughs> no, I'll, I'm thinking about... you the piss off Israel. <laughs> I'm thinking about the flower shop. Yeah, Munich. Yeah, hi, hello, uh, Klaus's flowers. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, and what do you want to write on the card? Okay, uh, we never forgive. Never for- yeah, sounds good. All right, yeah, 39.50. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Would you like a freaking, uh, frequent purchasing card? <laughs> Get yeah, your so, tenth cryptic message for free. So if if anyone listening has never seen it, go watch Munich immediately and just know that all of those moral quandaries they were having did not did exist. Did not happen. Okay. But they were also, just ruthlessly killing the terrorists. But ruthlessly, them. but very systematically. Like oh, yeah, they're they were, only going after the people responsible for this shit, i.e. like uh first term of Barack when he was like, you know what, I'm gonna fucking kill Osama bin Laden. 
and that's it. Yeah, and then we put him in the ocean. Well, and, and also keep the Afghanistan war going for like yes, also that. years and years and years. But yeah, like, d- dude, target, target the people responsible. That's all I'm saying. Like, if if you if you can figure it out, use the information. Well, we couldn't do that with 9/11 because we would have had to uh, attack Saudi Arabia, and they're an ally, right? So can't do that. We just had to go take out our aggression on Iraq instead. <laughs> right. Had to go punch up the little kid. How fun. Should we, uh, should we get the comments? Yeah, all right, so what's... Oh, is it... Oh, okay. Uh, Where you, uh, I was going to say, is there a moral? No. Okay, no Just moral. the terrorism don't was awesome in the 70s. mess with Israel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't mess with Israel, I guess. That's a life lesson. Hey, you know, <laughs> it's a big world out there. Easy to feel like the things you say don't matter. I want you to know that's not true. We call this segment Your Voice Matters, where we read your stupid fucking comments from the past few shows and respond to them. Personally. 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 Let's do some voicemail. This is going to be, this will be fun for Evans because he's not here to read comments. I mean, I guess you could pull them up, but we'll do voicemails first. Do we have, we have to have. We do. We do. Here we go. (laughs) How does one access these voicemails? Oh my God. Danger. Shut up. You always introduce it. Here's a voicemail. Cool. So who would win in a fight between a dog and a monkey? Who would win in a fight between a dog sure, sure. and a monkey? Great question. Mm, uh, monkey. monkey. Monkey all fucking monkey. day. Monkey's got the height advantage. He's got the escape. The uh, smarts. Yeah. He's got uh, grip strength, prehensile yeah. tail. I don't think that's even close. No, no way. And I love dogs. I but, sometimes yeah. feel like I could even take a dog. Yeah. Fuck you, dog. Because, I'm coming at you. Because if you, if you back up... Like, the dog's going to get on its hind legs and jump at you, and you just grab those front legs and start kicking that motherfucker in the stomach. It's pretty brutal, but uh, might be a good technique. Well, it's, it's uh, less, next brutal, time less brutal than getting your windpipe torn out by, by a Rottweiler. A yeah. or, or a monkey. Oh, no, if yeah. a monkey attacks you, you're fucked. Right, it's over. You're just dying. You are, you are losing something. Robert Evans, do you agree that a monkey would beat up a dog? No, no, I think it depends on the dog and the monkey. <laughs> I mean, like if it's one of those two even monkeys, anything's on the table. But if it's like a little monkey and a big dog, the dog's gonna like you think about. I guess the question, like if you're talking about like a bonobo or something, like do you think like a strong twelve year old could take out a German Shepherd? And I'd be like, no, I think the German Shepherd's gonna rip that twelve year old apart. Yeah, bring but, some nuance into yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, a, a dog can be a killing machine. You know? Oh yeah. I mean, it depends what kind of dog. Depends what kind of monkey. A capuchin. And a German Shepherd, I'll take it's the dog. Mismatch. How about a chimp and a Shih Tzu? I'll take the chimp. How about a Yorkie? Oh, absolutely. How about a Yorkie versus the Ikea monkey? Which one is What's that? the Ikea monkey? The you don't remember monkey, monkey wearing that, a jacket The monkey Ikea? that was just showed up in an Ikea wearing a jacket? Oh, oh, from the internet. I thought it was like an actual like sponsor. Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a product. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? I think I still got to go monkey because he can, he can gouge out eyes, you know, with his little itty-bitty fingers. And he's got that jacket that he can like, I don't know, well, what he I, can use a jacket. The <laughs> advantage I like for monkeys in a fight with a dog is that they can do all that parkour shit that yes. dogs can't do. Yep. Like that monkey's going to be bouncing off walls and flipping off tables. Not like flipping off like rude, but just like back, probably like a but he could. back flip he could, he kind could of thing. flip off a table because they, if they choose to use the middle finger, like in a symbolic gesture. Yeah. Yeah. I he mean, could go way up really on a shelf impressive and, just, monkey. and just knock shit down onto the there dog as yep. it's down. He's got more dimension. The monkey's got more dimensions uh, you know, in, the, in the field it's of like, battle. It's like an RPG video, video game. You know, you have like 
your your soldier, you have your warlock, you have your your thief or, or hunter. They're just different specialties. You got right? your lancer, yeah. you got your black mage, you got your white mage, you got your exactly. time mage, you got your oracle, you got your knight, you got your archer, you got your chemist, I'm gonna you got your myself. squire, you've got your mine. <laughs> Mute. <laughs> the last one was mine, by the way. Great. Fantastic. If anybody likes Final Fantasy Tactics. Okay, so I feel like we're all in agreement, except Evans. He thinks a dog would beat a monkey. So if uh... I think a big dog would beat most monkeys. Most? Okay. What about most? Dogs? Yeah, like like you're gonna you're gonna throw like a great ape or something in there. Yeah, I mean I'm gonna give it to the I mean, ape. Chimp's got yeah. all that functional strength in its hands, man. It does say monkey. It, it does, does have not a lot say of functional ape. strength oh. in its hands. You know where you know where a fucking mastiff has a lot of strength? Fucking yeah. everywhere. It's oh. like a two hundred and sixty pound dog. <laughs> what? So you what immediately went with man? biggest monkey or biggest dog possible. I'm just going with chimp yeah. because of throat tearings. I'm sorry, you're saying a <laughs> monkey versus a dog. That's very much on the table. There's giant dogs out there. There are giant dogs. I did not expect this question to be so thoroughly uh, responded to. Yeah, it was a fantastic question. I'm willing to fight over this. I'll fight a dog over this. If you are here, man. I'm willing to have my monkey fight your dog over this. We'll see, we'll see how that ends. What kind of monkey do you have? Am I your monkey? No. Okay. A what monkey? I just wanted <laughs> to pull this one to a halt. Oh, my God. Do we have another voicemail? We should. Yeah. You can call the voicemail line, by the way, at 505-3-UNPOPS. That's 505-386-7677. Oh, that's what you were waiting for. That's huh? what I was waiting for. Honestly, we haven't recorded one of these regular episodes in a long time, and we've yeah, recorded I'm a lot so of these bonus episodes. That I got so I'm just out of the... Be here for this one. Great. Yeah. We're out of it. Yeah, just, I, l- yeah. I love it. I love it. It's, uh, oh, what glee and joy. Hey, Adam, Brett, and friends. My name is Miranda. I've been listening to the show since I was 17. I've heard every episode. And my question for you is, if you were to establish your own religion, what would be your set of beliefs, your um, moral code? (laughs) How would your members congregate, et cetera? I'd love to hear you discuss it. And thanks again. Well, I didn't say thank you the first time. Thanks anyway. Um, and keep up the good work. We're not laughing. At Adam's that. face. Adam's okay, so face. if we could all just take oh. thirty to forty minutes to lay out our <laughs> ideal religion, uh, then we no, can just. There's only one answer to that question. <laughs> what is? Let's hear it. Mormonism with drugs and premarital sex, because then you get all the fun of being a normal person, but you get a planet when you die. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and you Mormons have get the... those planets. That's great. And as a man, you have the yeah. benefit of having multiple women to sleep with for the rest of your life. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you just if you just knock out that old premarital sex ban, like you you get anyway. Yeah. Then you, you don't even have to marry them all. Stuff. I'm just saying, variety is the spice of life, and maybe the Mormons have something figured out. I mean, the Mormons have something the Mormons figured out. Yeah. I mean, I guess coming out pro polygamy is a pretty pretty unpopular opinion. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what my ideal. my religion would just be like. All right, Neil deGrasse Tyson, make up a religion and just listen to Neil deGrasse Tyson. He knows that he's fucking talking about people. Uh, Boom, my, mine would just be, how about we all just figure it out? How about just like, be nice to each other? Don't take your beliefs more seriously than uh, the comfort and safety of other people. And uh, also, uh, go fuck yourself. I do like... <laughs> I do oh, like man, people are murdering each other over that in like a minute after you make it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as you start dropping respect other people's stuff, that's what makes your religion get all violent. 
Yeah. I do like what modern Satanism has going on <laughs> in that they they they're like, oh yeah, and Beelzebub's name, you know, yeah, amen. Sure. But it seems like they're more trolling people than yeah. actually caring about the devil. Yeah, the modern day church of Satan is a wacky outfit. Is it Levian? Like just do. like live in the moment, have fun, you guys. Do what thou wilt. They do like they do. They just like try to do lighthearted shit. Like, yeah. okay, if you're gonna put the Ten Commandments in the courthouse, We're gonna... we want Satan there. Uh-huh. <laughs> which is which is rad. I feel like they're not a thing we have to worry about. <laughs> Religions like I, or Satanists? Satanists. Satanists, Because yeah. for one thing, who's a fucking Satanist? There's probably 75 in the entire country. There's so, got to be more than that. They're just not hurting people the way religious people are hurting people. Well, I mean, you don't, like, there's rich, like, if we're really talking Satanism, like, in the eight, like in the heavy metal 80s, then you're, like, fucking killing people. Like, sacrifices and things. Was Dio... Was Dio killing people? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Rock. Dio was actually killed in a satanic ritual. I mean, it, it's fitting. Yeah. That if I lived that life, that's how I'd want to go. My cat's name was Dio. I miss Dio. Aw, it's a it's a good it's name. A good cat. Yeah, she was a calico. She had a black nose, so it looked like a Hitler mustache. He's adorable. Aww. Hitler cats are so much more common than you might think. Yeah, Hitler cats. There's are cute. a Hitler cat in my building. Yeah, like, cute. Oh, dude, I, I feel feel oddly conflicted about you. Want to want to keep you in Austria? <laughs> yeah, I feel like of all the pets, cats grasp the fundamentals of national socialism most easily. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. We probably don't have more voicemails, right? Do we have more voicemails? I love no. these. These are some good voicemails. Yeah, but we I mean, can't just burn through them all. We, I mean, we could. No. Oh, you have a bunch because you did a bunch of episodes and haven't been here for a while and. Yeah. Something like that. I don't sure. even remember anymore. Yeah. Uh, let's read some uh, comments from the episode called A Song for Wheelchair Dog, <laughs> which was... Just a, a song to the theme of the Olympic. Yeah, we sang a theme. song about a dog, a wheelchair dog, who I later, after the episode, found out was named Rocket. Okay. And how weird is this? He was rescued from South Korea? Um, Couldn't they have just taken him to a nicer home in South Korea? Why did he have to come here? Oh, he they brought them back I to guess, America? Yeah, All that's right. like, it was just like a one-paragraph description, but that part really confused me. All right. I mean, I know a dog from Israel, so... Is it, like, hate the Palestinians? It, they, they do keep it on the other side of the fence as the rest of the dog park. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. He's, he's, he's very aggressive. Okay. He's a Pomeranian. Let's read some comments. I'm gonna. This is an interesting one. I want to get everyone's thoughts. This is by uh, J Doe twenty three twenty three. Hitler is better than Drake. Just so you know the facts. Okay, who here agrees? Because I'm not. I'm just better gonna. What? I'm Drake just, the rapper. Drake I would the say rapper. Hitler was more effective at getting his point across than Drake. They can, yeah, that's probably true. That's it. They can both move a crowd. Yeah. That's for damn sure. I don't. I yeah. Drake is the one. I do not understand the. He's a very nice man. Uh, he's very charming in conversation, and his music is just so dull, man. Yeah, I'm not a huge Drake. Fan. Yeah, I, I, and it's so like unoffensive, but it's still like like come I on, like man. His like, earlier, I, feel something. I like his earlier stuff. I like the grassy, and man. by that I mean Degrassi. Degrassi High. was yeah. the shit. Yeah, he, Audrey, right? Yeah, was he, his name Audrey? Yeah, he yeah. got shot. And he or was in Aubrey the wheelchair or, or something. Yeah. Yeah, and you learn about you learn about gun safety, responsibility, and and, and mistakes high that happen. Long, well, I mean, junior high. Was it Degrassi High or Junior High? And the Degrassi, the next generation. I, I can't remember know. now. Let's go know. back. Let's go back, everybody. Let's keep talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. We just know Drake was on that. And here we go. The comment right after it. Ian Face McGee. Hitler is greater than Minions. 
Minions, the DreamWorks property? Yes. Okay, you know what? Yeah, Minions, I might agree with that. The Minions one. got pretty annoying by their second movie. Yeah. But yeah, they I also like... didn't massacre an entire race. So there's that. That's true. I, I, if you you got to judge them by what they, they set out to accomplish. Like, the Minions are probably better at, you know, being partners with Steve Carell in a comedy movie than than most Nazis. But the Nazis were better at, you know, invading Russia. Uh, they, you know what? Overland. I'm going to disagree with that. They did not do a good job of invading Russia. No. Well, I'm just saying they did a better job than the Minions. Yeah. Okay. You don't see a lot right, of Russian yeah. language Minion memes. Right. I'm sure it all still sounds like the... Whatever. That was my best minion. Fourbanger asks, ATB, can we add a segment to Unpops called Brett Ranter? No. Please? He is hilarious when he feigns anger. And I feel like that's like a play on Brett Ratner. Is that what that is? <laughs> I think is it is. Is that where the name's coming from? Don't get me started on Brett Ratner. Oh, yeah. Let's hear What's it. What's wrong with Brett Ratner? X-Men 3, The Last <laughs> oh, Stand. Oh, shit. You're right. We call this segment Brett Ranter? Go. I don't, yeah, I don't know. No, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> not prepared right now. Okay, fine. You know what? If you do want to hear good rants, might I point you in the direction (laughs) of my big brother podcast, (laughs) Hey Julie. The the season's wrapping up. I'm just going to get it in before we get to plugs. Season's wrapping up. Seems like Queen Meech is going home this week. I'm sad. Queen Meech? Come on. Michelle, she goes by Big Meech, but I call her Queen Meech because she's the queen. She's my queen. And I'm a little bummed, but you know, check it out. I ran a lot on that show. Uh, check, uh, hey Julie, BB on Twitter. You can find the links and stuff there. You know, and BB Digital is coming up right around the corner. And then before you know, it, it'll be BB19 next summer. So check it out. You can follow me on Twitter at Brett Raider. That was uh, yeah. I guess we should get the plugs, right? Should we? We the didn't get one. to uh, we didn't get to Josh Clark yet. Well, who was Josh? Well, we can hit some more comments. Or, Tim, sorry, Tim Clark. Sorry. Well, no, Tim, we got We're closing in on an hour, and I have a meeting at one. You need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Tim Clark. Fuck Tim we Clark. Need to do plugs, though? We need to do shameless plugs, though? Yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to. We're going to do pretty shameless. We're going to do plugs, right? Yeah, you both have stuff. We all have stuff to plug. We're very busy people. Everyone. Fantastic. Evans. Evans, you go first. What do you have to plug? I, I, I wrote this book of about how bad behavior built civilization called A Brief History of Vice, and Ooh. I drank my pee for it. It's called A Brief History of Vice. <laughs> oh, my God. I did, I did terrible things. <laughs> He, Who is laughing behind fine. you? I can hear other people laughing at the idea of you drinking your pee. I am I am alone in a dark room right oh, okay. now. Okay, <laughs> that sounds spookier. Alone with his thoughts. That's what was laughing at him. And copies of A Brief History of Vice, which you can buy right <laughs> now on Amazon. <laughs> or anywhere fine books are sold. I'm anywhere assuming. fine books are sold. Danger, what do you have to plug? Uh, the next Nerd Rockers Ball uh, is October 29th. It'll be the very first one that you may not be at, Adam Todd Brown. Um, uh. But yeah, it's uh, it's going to be Angel City Brewery. Uh, free, starts at 7 o'clock as, a, as an after party to the Kamikaze in Los Angeles. Uh, and then the day before that, October 28th, is the release of our new EP, you're goddamn right. We're very excited about that. So it's really, really good. Really good. I've yep. Listen to it. We're a bunch uh, of we're gonna we we got some we got a publicist on the hook. We're gonna start doing some exclusives here and there with some music videos. I'm actually shooting. Oh, this is actually thinking. When is this release? I am shooting a music video on the 18th of September, and I need married couples or couples who are super serious about the relationship enough to be in a music video about uh, marriage and or 
long-term couplehood. So if there's anybody that wants to be in that music video and just be adorable uh, for like five seconds, please hit me up on Twitter uh, or on Facebook. Twitter is countless one zero 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 s and uh, and and hit us up. And uh, I mean, Adam, you want to? Yeah, I mean that didn't take you long at you all. You want to be? Yeah, there I it is. Be loud enough to overcompensate. I have things to plug too. I have a tour coming up. Yes, we're going to be in Chicago October sixth at North Bar. Tickets are on sale now for that. Buy those. We're going to be in Iowa City at Iowa City Yacht Club October seventh. Omaha, the Backline, October 8th. Kansas City, Tapcade, October 9th. Those are on sale right now. And October 10th, Denver, Colorado, Voodoo Comedy. Oh, shit. And this is just the first leg of a multi-leg We're doing a, Rolling I'm, Thunder I'm Review Tour. I'm doing so many shows over the next few months because I found out a big thing that I'm going to be doing. Right. But I can't tell people yet. Not yet, but it's but, very exciting. Woo! It's very exciting. Whatever, whatever that thing is. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Donald movie. Trump's VP pick. <laughs> VP2. I'm VP2. Okay. He's going to have two. <laughs> All right. Let's get the fuck out of here. Should we? I agree. Yeah. Danger. Let's, say let's. goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. Uh, uh, okay, I am Brett. So happy say goodbye. To have. Goodbye. An individual goodbye to you, Brett, and a collective goodbye to everybody else. Oh, thank you. I like it. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. <laughs>